does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events, it's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! Alan Davis is my name. And I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As letting your light shine and being a Christian does carry some risk. Talking about this in John chapter 3, Jesus said this in verse 9, And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. And he went on to say this in verse 20, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. I did not like my mother rebuking me because of my foul language. Jesus said this in John chapter 7, verse 7, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. And he said this in John chapter 15, verse 19 to the disciples in the upper chamber. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own, but because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. And he said this in verse 23 of John chapter 15. He that hateth me hateth my father also. Jesus said this to the Jews in John chapter 8 verse 37. But ye seek to kill me because, notice this, my word hath no place in you. So the Jews wanted to kill Jesus just because of his words. And he said this to the disciples in John chapter 16, verse 2, They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Can you imagine Jesus Christ telling you that someone was going to be killing you in the future. Babylon in Revelation chapter 18, yet a future event, is full of the blood of prophets and saints or preachers and Christians or saved people. And it says this in Revelation 18, 24, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth. 
Going back to Revelation chapter 6, the Bible, the word of the living God, says this, starting in verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, talking about these individuals killed and murdered in this future context, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season, Tell their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And if we understand Daniel chapter 7, we see that the beast or this Caesar-like dictator in the future is going to have authority or he's going to be killing the saints for three and a half times or three and a half years during this future context. But we have these mighty expert arrows such as the RS-28 Sarmat or the Satan II missile that can wipe out the entire state of Texas, eliminate France from off the planet, and disintegrate England in a period of six minutes. This is indeed a mighty expert arrow by the Russians, the most dangerous weapon on planet Earth today. If you have a prayer request or would like for someone to pray with you and for you, give us a call at 646 314 Three, six, two, five. Uplifting and encouraging. It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for tuning in to It's Prophecy Time today. We are on Monday through Friday at 2.30 to 3. If you miss a program, we do have a podcast where you can get our messages anytime for your convenience. Go to Apple or Google Podcasts, then type in the search box, it's prophecy time. You are important to us. Don't miss a message. Thanks for supporting us every month. It's prophecy time. Our It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Future Expulsion of Satan Out of Heaven, Part 2, Satan's Future Hatred for Israel. And our text, as it was also yesterday, was Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 17, as we focused in on Satan, the power of Satan. Some people follow after Satan. As Paul talked about in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 15, for some are already turned aside after Satan. And Jesus said to Peter in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat. 
And the Bible in Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, talks about the synagogue of Satan. Satan, in this future context that reveals the great king, Jesus Christ, is kicked out of heaven for good at the midpoint of the tribulation period, which is, of course, a time of 2,500 years. 20 days divided into two equal halves of 1,260 days each. And as yesterday we looked at and are going to be looking at today two aspects of the future expulsion of Satan out of heaven when he is kicked out of heaven for good. The first text here is verses 1 through 5, Satan's former hatred for God and his people that we read yesterday, but let's read it again. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, that was Joseph's father, and the moon, Joseph's mother, under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars, the 12 tribes of Israel. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great, a great red dragon, the devil, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, Jesus Christ, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Revelation 12, verses 1 through 5. Dealing with Satan's former hatred for God and his people. And today we're going to be picking up here in verse 6 of Revelation chapter 12, dealing with... Satan's future hatred for God and his people. And we're going to be looking at this woman in the wilderness today. That's going to be our focus. The woman in the wilderness. And we have two aspects concerning that. Number one, the fact that Israel is going to be persecuted by Satan during the Great Tribulation period. And number two, the fact that God is going to protect the nation of Israel, or the nation of Israel is going to be protected by God during the Great Tribulation period. So first of all, let's look at the fact that Satan is going to persecute the nation of Israel during the Great Tribulation period. As it relates to the church of the living God, he has not appointed us, the Gentile church, to wrath. But we see in Revelation 12, 13, Revelation 12, 15, Revelation 12, 17, Israel fleeing the dragon, that great dragon, that great red dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, at the midpoint of the tribulation period in verse 6, the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And we got five of the seven key phrases, which are part of the 77s of Daniel, found in the book of Revelation. Two are found in Daniel, Daniel 
7, Daniel 12, two of them are found there. Five of them are found in the book of Revelation. Five of them are found in Revelation 11, 12. That's what we're looking at today. And 13. And two of these five are found here in Revelation chapter 12 at the expulsion of Satan out of heaven. The woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred three score days. That's 1,260 days. Skipping down to verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. The nation of Israel, of course, is the one that brought forth Jesus Christ, the man-child who's going to be ruling all nations with a rod of iron. And then skipping down to verse 15 in Revelation chapter 12, the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. So here we see in Revelation chapter 12, verse 6, verse 13, verse 15, he is persecuting the woman. And notice what it says here in verse 17. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And if we understand the nation of Israel getting saved in the context of the Russian invasion, when they look upon him whom they pierced in Zechariah chapter 12, it all makes perfect sense that at the midpoint of the tribulation period, they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He is able to graft them back in again. He is going to graft them back in again. The church of the living God out in the rapture. And those individuals who are left in these churches are going to be chopped off just like the nation of Israel was chopped off when he moved on to the church or the Gentile church. And notice in Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 13, it talks about the placing of the abomination of desolation. And when that takes place, they are instructed, individuals round about Jerusalem in Judea, are instructed to flee into the mountains. Notice this. Matthew 24, verses 15 and 16. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, this abominable idol standing in the holy place, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then, when you see that, the midpoint of the tribulation period, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. So the Antichrist who negotiated this treaty is influenced. He is possibly possessed by Satan himself at the midpoint of the tribulation period, causing him to change his mind about this treaty, enter into the temple of God. Evidently, he is visiting Israel at the time. He enters into the temple claiming himself to be God. And notice what it says here in Matthew chapter 24, verse 16. They are to flee into the mountains. Now, if we go into another parallel passage here, the book of Obadiah, we're going to be picking up here in verse 10. It's talking about in the day when the nation of Israel becomes a stranger. This is Satan persecuting the woman here. We're going to be picking up here in verse 10 of the book of Obadiah. This is talking about the destruction of Edom or southern Jordan here. So Jordan 
is a next door neighbor to the nation of Israel here. But let's pick up here in verse 10. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces. Talking about the nation of Israel. He's caught some, some prisoners here. And foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots. They're dividing Jerusalem to sell it. Cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. But thou shouldest not have looked upon the day of thy brother in the day, in the day that he became a stranger. This is Satan fleeing after the woman. Neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gates of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked upon their affliction, or evidently in approval, in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those that did escape. So let's think about what this is saying here. At the midpoint of the tribulation period, when Satan is chasing the nation of Israel, some have fled into the mountains, some have fled over into Jordan, southern Jordan, Edom, and they are being killed by these Jordanians, they were there to cut off those that did escape. Neither shouldest thou have delivered up those that did remain in the day of distress. Notice this. This is in the context of the return of Jesus Christ. For the day of the Lord is near, three and a half years away. The midpoint of the tribulation to the coming of Jesus Christ is three and a half years away. 42 months or 1,260 days. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. For as ye have drunk on my holy mountain, so, so shall all the heathen drink continually. They shall drink and they shall swallow down and they shall be as though they had not been. We may look back in the future. According to this right here, evidently it is true that we may not even, some individuals may find it hard and difficult to believe that this world that we are in today even existed as we move forward in the future. Now, another parallel passage is Ezekiel 35, talking about the destruction of Edom here too and what they're going to be doing. We're going to pick up in verse 1. We're going to go all the way down to verse 6. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Mount Seirus, Edom, and prophesy against it, and say unto it, Thus, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, thou, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. And I will lay thy cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, because thou hast had perpetual hatred. It's perpetual hatred and has shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. That's what we saw there a moment ago, Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. They shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. Uh, and um, when they flee, they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse 6, Therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will prepare thee into blood, and blood shall pursue thee. 
since thou hast not hated blood, even blood shall pursue thee. So here we see the nation of Israel being saved when they're fleeing over into southern Jordan, and many of these Jordanians evidently are killing them, have killed, killed them, which is prior to the coming of the great King Jesus Christ. But secondly, not only is the nation of Israel going to be persecuted by Satan, but, but it's also going to be protected by God. Verse 6, Revelation 12, 6, the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared of God. Where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's verse 6. One of our seven key phrases which are part of the 77s of Daniel. Also, we'll skip down to verse 14. And the woman... And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where, he, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time. So we got one time and times, that's two times, and a half, that's three and a half times from the face of the serpent, the face of the devil. Now, if we were to turn over to Zechariah where running out of time here today. But if we were to turn over to Zechariah chapter 13, we would see that two parts of the nation of Israel is cut off. One-third goes through the fire. One-third goes through the fire. And if we saw Isaiah 26, 20, God is instructing the nation of Israel to shut their doors and hide thyself as it were for a moment, a little moment, till the indignation be overpassed. So the wrath of God lasts for 1,260 days. And if we also looked at Isaiah 48, verses 20 through 22, we see a command to get out of Babylon and that some of the nation of Israel did not thirst when they went out and fled into the deserts because water flowed out of the rock. So we have these miracles going on in this future context. Now tomorrow we're going to be looking at the war in heaven in Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 12. So yesterday we looked at verses 1 through 5, Satan's former hatred for the nation of Israel for God and his people. And today we looked at, at least in part, Revelation 12, verses 6 through 17, Satan's future hatred for God and his people. And we saw today the woman in the wilderness, verses 6, verses 13 through 17, when they keep the commandments of God, the remnant of the woman's seed, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Maybe today, you're uncertain about your eternal destination. Bow your head in repentance and faith. Pray something like this. Dear God, if God is speaking to you today, pray something like this. If you're uncertain about your eternal destination, dear God, I, I am a sinner, but I believe the simple gospel message of Jesus Christ that he died, was buried, rose again from the dead, and I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Powerful Positive Radio. It's prophecy time. 
Thank you for tuning in today. Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. You are special to us. It's prophecy time. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.